Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm Grant Cone, a uh, beat writer. I cover the 49ers, my 12th season. Um, I'm going to be taking your calls today. The, the call-in link is in the chat box and in the description. But first, I just a couple of things on my mind. One, the the Tom Brady, John Gruden stuff. So it was revealed last night that when Tom Brady was talking a couple of years about, like, you're going to keep that mf -er over me, People thought he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever. It was Derek Carr. Apparently, he was had a deal in place to go to the Raiders, and John Gruden nicks it at the last minute. And everyone's making fun of John Gruden today, like, what an idiot! What a what what a what what a moron! Right? Well, yeah, but I feel like everyone's forgetting that you know, Kyle Shanahan picked Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady. Um, and we, you know, we've, we've talked about that before, but, uh, yeah, picking Derek Carr over, over Tom Brady, not good picking Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady, even worse. So let's not let Kyle Shanahan off the hook just yet while everyone's making fun of John Gruden. I think Kyle needs to be like, be in the conversation. The other thing I want to say is <sighs> I'm really getting annoyed with these beat writers who think you know they get like 30 40,000 followers and they think all of a sudden like they're you know they're celebrities and all of a sudden it's like they're on cameo you know they're selling merch you know they they're doing like really weird uh gimmicks on their street I can't stand that cuz me I would never do something like that I'm committed to facts over feelings all I do is come on this show and drone on in a monotone and talk about the same things and break down the X's and O's. Please, if I ever see me on this channel trying to sell merch at 49ersQCMerch.com or, or wearing something ridiculous, let me know. Because I, that's not who I am. It's not the kind of guy I, I'm all about integrity and journalism. You know what I'm saying? Definitely not making a little extra money because I don't care about money. I just got in this business to make $40,000 a year and watch football games. So let me know. Thank you, everyone. I always thought Grant would look good bald. I've definitely been proven right. I'm not bald yet. What are you talking about? I am going a little gray though on the sides. All right, let's talk. Who you think? Who you think is first? Who you think? Who you think is going to be first on the show today? Any guesses? I think you guys know. What's up? I'm good, Grant. How are you today? I'm chilling. How you doing? Same as you, man. Chilling and relaxing. I liked uh, Minneapolis a lot. I didn't get a chance to get a Juicy Lucy burger, but I did go to some amazing restaurants. That place has some great restaurants. Just saying. You have a lot of good food in oh, Minneapolis. So Wow. Yep. I was wondering what if you I did real quick. What I did real quick was I asked Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri always has great suggestions. I'm just saying. Little life hack. Ask Guy. All right. We'll do that. Remember that for next time. Hey, don't worry, Grant. I had three gray hairs when I was 17. Just pop out. So, And I had a friend turn all gray when he was 21. I can't explain that one, but it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. A couple of team points. From the from the game in Minnesota, Does I believe that this team should never draft a running back or find a running back before the fifth round. I'm not sure why they keep doing that. They, I think Kyle needs to get that privilege taken away for at least a year or two so he doesn't select somebody and may have to cut him in a year or two after select selecting them every time he does it it's like 
what are you thinking? And then you want to give the running back the benefit of the doubt, but each time it hasn't worked out. I mean, what's it been? Joe Williams, Trey Sermon, Ty Davis Price. That's those are the ones so far. Am I missing anyone? Yeah. And yet when they take a running back later or undrafted, like they can't miss. Yeah, I can't explain that one. But at least, you know, Trey Sermon has played unlike Joe Williams, who never even reported to camp. Right. Well, he reported. He just didn't he didn't have his heart in it. Oh, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah. And the second thing is about Jed. He was doing all right until he until I think I saw an art article or a podcast where he said, Yeah, we could keep Jimmy. I'm like, and have two good quarterbacks on. I'm like, Jed, I understand that when Eddie was the owner, we had Joe Montana and Steve Young, possibly two of the top 10 starting quarterbacks of all time. That's a little different scenario. Appreciate Jimmy, but it's time to move on to Trey and see what he can do for us for the next however many seasons he's on the Niners. What I don't understand about uh jed york is why is he talking again he's at his best when he doesn't talk and stays in the background because he hasn't accomplished anything and he's actually messed things up so until he like wins a super bowl i think he should just stay in the background and not talk going on that podcast i thought was a mistake and now he's been tweeting a lot and retweeting stuff like dude go into the background that's where you that's your domain the background i don't understand why he needs to come out and say this is what we're doing this is what we think that's what you hire John Lynch to do and Kyle to talk. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. He should just say, Hey, I let John, I let the John in the front office build, build a team and Kyle coach. It. If anyone has any business related questions, they could always come ask me. That's my, that's my job yeah. to answer those kind of questions. But I think Jed also made the mistake of having Levi's where it should have been in the candlestick area or at least somewhere in the peninsula, not where it's insanely hot in September. Yeah, I mean, they were so proud of that <laughs> when they built it in 2014. Um, and it was, you know, I guess one of the nicer venues on the West Coast at that time. But just eight years later, it's the worst. And they're probably never going to get another Super Bowl here. And that's why they're settling for, like, what, the World Cup? It seems like, I don't know, my prediction is they're going to be back in San Francisco in 20 years. Well, look at all these. Look at the Braves. You know, they were that Olympic stadium when they had right. that, and then they got rid of it after 25 years. It's like, that's what I'm seeing. So you got to remember, Grant, I had a stick shift car, and when you're the first one at the light, if you're not ready to go when it turns green, you got a lot of unhappy campers behind you. So that's why I always try to prepare myself. I had a stick shift too. I missed stick shift. Yes. All right. All right. Good, you have a nice week. Later. Rob Martin. What's going on, boss? How are you? I'm all right, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm happy because um, I didn't go to the game. I came back after the practices. I've, now I'm here. I could be flying back right now, but I'm not. It's a good feeling. Are, are you mad that you didn't get a chance to talk to uh, Javon? Because I, 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 I read something. I did get him. I am mad, but I'll, I'll get a chance. And I have been talking to him, actually. I have talked yeah. to him this offseason. But I, yeah, I, yeah I, I saw that he talked in his locker. I'm sure he was in a great mood. I would have loved to have been there. But I'll get speaking, another chance. Speaking yeah. of Javon, um, I was kind of upset when we let DJ Jones go. I thought he did an excellent job at run stopping, but watching Javon now, now in shape, at least uh, in these few games of preseason and, and a couple videos floating around, it seems like he's 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 going to do an excellent job at that. Now I can't speak for for his for his uh for for his pass pass rush, but I consistently see him taking two, sometimes even three defenders 
which if you can do that, then obviously the numbers the numbers speak for themselves. You're taking two right. people out of the equation and 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 somebody from the secondary can come through and make some things happen. So he's doing his job is essentially yes. what I'm saying. Um, if the job is to replace DJ Jones, I think he could do that. Yeah, he can do yeah, yeah. And I was a little the job is replacing that. DeForest Buckner, which was an impossible job, and it's not his fault if he can't do that. That's not John at all. Lynch. Right. Not at all. Yeah. Speaking, speaking, speaking of John Lynch, I'm gonna say something to you that I don't know if 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 you've heard yet. Um, and I quite frankly, I don't care because this is just the way I feel. I mean, you, you and I have talked. I'm 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 a fan originally from from the West Coast, you know what I'm saying? Going back, I'm excited, man. Because you are watching the makings of a Kyle Shanahan dynasty. And let me define dynasty. I define a dynasty as in a 10-year period, making the playoffs 70% of the time. And that same 10-year period, uh, we need to be going to no less than three Super Bowls and winning no less than two of them in a 10-year period. Okay. I'm, I'm very encouraged from what I'm seeing by Kyle, we all, we, I'm, I've been high on Trey since, since, since he got drafted. I was probably one of the first guys to buy the Jersey. This conversation is not about Trey. This conversation is about Kyle. I have never seen Kyle pull a quarterback to the side and converse with them. It was almost like it was a teaching moment. Um, the feed, the feed that I was watching. And because of that, I'm very encouraged. And that's why I say what I said, we've watched this man, go to two Super Bowls and not get it done. But for the first time, he's got his own quarterback. And okay. and and it's okay. not so much it's not so much about 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 the quarterback. He he I I give him credit. He stood on his own morals and say we're going to do this my way. And for the first time, he's drafted a guy that's going to do it his way. He doesn't have to try to teach him or, or, or break them or anything like that. Well, hold on, hold on. I think what, what's so cool about this, what you said, they was conversing on the sideline. Like, he's had quarterbacks that he's had this kind of relationship with, but they've never been gifted. It's like Brian Hoyer, right. Nick Mullins. He wants a quarterback who's as, you know, obsessed with the details of football as he is, which is fair. Yeah. It must be really yeah. frustrating to have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who's very, like, blase, blase about the whole thing, right? Especially not, when you're Kyle saying to him. And so finally – so, so now he finally has a quarterback who's gifted and obsessed. Must be great. But the reason, but the whole thing for the dynasty is not just about Trey. I, I, I want to stress that because some people are going to take what I say and run with it. As long as we keep Coach Kasarik, our defensive line is going to be stout top five. And the rest of the defense will always follow in that suit. And Coach Carrick, Coach Kasarik has already said he doesn't necessarily want to step away. He, he enjoys working in the trenches with those guys. And so as long as, that's, as, as, that, as that holds true and we keep him on roster, the defense will always be no less than the top 10. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, going forward, we got some skill positions, and they're young guys. A lot of those guys are on their first contracts. The only, I think the only person that's on the second contract is George, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and so the, really the only place that we need to improve on is, in fact, the offensive line. And I think moving forward, we're definitely going to do that because you got to protect your franchise. You're very optimistic on this Sunday morning after a preseason win. That's what happens when you're 2-0 in the preseason. I feel it. I mean, I, I can't help it, man, because it's, it's it's I've watched this story before. I've watched the team get put together before, and we've been right there. And for whatever reason, just haven't been able to get over that hump. I think now we got it. Also, one quick note. I know we got other people. Um, 
I was always for Trey Lance starting, and I think Jimmy should be removed. But I'm not necessarily opposed to Jimmy staying because that may just put another fire underneath that young man's behind to say, you know what, I got to get this done. I got people watching me, and you already talked about just yesterday how 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 he's used to people doubting him. So throwing 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 the former quarterback out there that took him to a Super Bowl and, and an NFC uh, franchise game, or excuse me, a uh, conference game, uh, is, is just another another fuel that Trey can use to, to get it done. Great That's call. what I got, man. Great hey, call, man, bro. always good to see you. Thanks for letting me vent, big dog. Of course. Good to see you, man. Jordan Banks. What's Yo. up? How you doing, man? Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of concerned, like wow. slightly concerned. Okay, let's talk about it. Because... I'm watching the game and Brock Purdy and Nate Sudfeld, they're kind of like third string quarterbacks. I agree. And that agree. that's that's bothersome because yeah. if you look around the league, it's like second string quarterback isn't supposed to look like how they looked last night. Yeah. Uh how do they look? I mean, Sudfeld, he throws those short passes so fast. Yeah, it's he, like, like okay. a check down machine. It's like pretty much just all checkdowns. Yeah, know? Brock Purdy, so. he's got a little bit of lad ad lib to his game, but I mean, yeah. he has no arm strength, no, no. arm strength. zero. Ad-lib. Yeah, and it's like yeah, Nate Sudfeld. It's like damn, it's like these short dump offs and all that. It's like no, we can't be doing that. And at the running back position, I'm concerned about that too, is because yeah, Elijah Mitchell goes down. I don't trust Trey Sermon. No, not at all. They keep trying to get him some confidence or some it's not happening no i didn't i didn't really like the pick when we first drafted him i feel like we could have waited or picked up like a free agent and i don't know why kyle shanahan insists like keep him on the team i don't know why they went back for another ohio state running back when it didn't work out with carlos hyde it seems like those uh running backs at ohio state have like great offensive lines and huge holes and they're not used to what happens in the nfl i'm just saying exactly yeah. And then last point is I'm actually not opposed to keeping Jimmy on the team because yeah. at this point, it's like yeah. if Trey goes down, right. Season's over. I don't think we can win. Yeah. I don't Any think hands with, and it's like, they're installing the option, the freaking college option, like Nebraska. It's, like you probably need a quarterback, a backup who can win a few games. Exactly. And yeah. You know, Jimmy can, you know, Jimmy can. Exactly. Yeah. I kind of wanted Tyrod Taylor when we first, you know, was going through this whole situation. Like, at least get a quarterback who can run, you know. But, yeah. Like, come He's on. so slow. Did you see him in Philly? Yeah, I know. Like, what made you put all your chips in on Nate Sudfeld? Because, right. again, Kyle, like, he fall, he falls for, like, the, the person, you know. He must be a t- hard worker. He must be great in the in – the, Meeting room? Okay, well, what if he has to play at some point? He's not a coach. He's not. He's not a coach. He's really not. No. So, so yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, thing. if they cut Nate Sudfeld, no one would pick him up. No one would be like, Nobody. oh, my God, Nate Nobody. Sudfeld on the wire. <laughs> Nobody would pick him up. No. And, frankly, no one would pick up Purdy either. Sorry. They are both intriguing third-string quarterbacks, I guess. Yeah. But I want a, a backup quarterback to be someone who's actually – Exactly. Good. <laughs> Talented. Like, like the guy they have in uh, Baltimore. What's that? I forget it. Uh, Huntley. He's from Utah. Yeah, Huntley. 
That's a good backup quarterback. Good he backup. fits their system. That's exactly what you want. Young guy exactly. with some upside. Not Brock exactly. Purdy. Yes. It's like I'd prefer Brock Purdy to be a second stream over Nate Sudfeld. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just based off the two games I've seen, at least, you know, Brock could move the ball. Hey, before I take the next call, what did you – I know because I know you're concerned about the running backs too. I like the guy who's killing all the uh, four stringers in the fourth quarter, Jordan Mason. What do you think of him? Oh, love him. I'd prefer him to be our second running back. No, Michael Hasey. Michael Hasey's pretty good. I'd have him be our third. But I like all the undrafted running backs in this team, man. They're, they're so did, good. I, he yeah. had some good runs yesterday, but I feel like Jordan Mason, he – yeah. I, I prefer Jordan Mason over Sermon and uh, TDP. All right. all right, Jordan. Good call. Right. Nice call, yep. in. Later. Mr. Amazing. Hey, man, you can't be smoking on the show. Wait, wait a second. What's up, Gammon? How you doing? <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm actually a little, little frustrated, Grant, you know, to be honest with you. Um, so I've been, I've been coming on here for, for months and, and that sort of thing. And uh, people are now just starting to kind of turn around to it. And hopefully uh, today I, I finally start getting some of the, some of the credit that I deserve. Um, I actually saved one of the things that I wrote, one of the articles that I wrote, and then I brought onto your show, uh, I want to say about close to 90 to 100 days ago. And I was kind of foreshadowing what was going to happen with the uh, with the running game. That was number one. And then number two, in that article that I started talking about on your show, I brought up how uh, Jordan Mason was my sleeper pick way mm-hmm. before anybody else was, was saying anything. Um, one of the things I was talking about was that the 49ers were going back to a something similar that we we've seen before, which is the the gap scheme versus the the zone scheme. Mm-hmm. And I also too I brought up how it this all really started on 26 May 2021 when the cut block rule got uh, got changed out. Um, and uh, and so I just really really just looked at Eddie Eddie Lacy for what the Packers were doing because back in 2012 they were doing a lot of the uh, zone scheme under coach. Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy learned a lot of this, um, a lot of the the, the uh, zone scheme from Bob McKittrick, who was on the 49ers when they all used to kind of play together. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of just getting kind of just <laughs> burnt out. I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I don't think 49ers fans really want to be are interested in edu- being educated more. They're just more so for just they I think they just kind of want to be trolled. Um, so I, I'm just kind of just running out of steam on that point. Instead, instead of me just gloating and talking about how much I'm right, because nobody's really going to care about that. And it's really not going to bring, I think, positive attention to myself, even though I've been I, I was actually almost dead on right about how much money Devo Samuel was going to get. And then I went up against a lot of streamers and podcasters who didn't believe me. And I was right on that as well. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I would like to take this time to um, talk about one specific commenter who I've seen on a lot of sites and i think that he deserves some shine and that's at at the coach so at the coach if you're hearing this or if you see a rerun of this um, i really think that you deserve to have your own podcasting channel every single time when you go onto other people's uh casts yeah your your message stays consistent you don't just hop on a grant cones cast or stream and then start talking negative about certain players because you know that's what you think you need to do in this forum or in this space but you keep it consistent and then you you don't talk bad about Grant Cohn or you won't talk bad about another podcaster. You just stay level-headed and consistent. And anyone who's knows who's been in the chat, it's like Mad Max kind of running through the chat in there. 
And um, he's the only gladiator who stays on top. He has clout and he just keeps respect. So um, just shout out to the coach and Grant. I, it would be amazing. I know that you've been burned and nobody talks about this a lot. You've been burned a lot by how many people that you've helped, how many platforms that you've set up and developed, but you've been burned consistently. People will go like, oh, Grant's an asshole or he's this or he's that. But they don't understand like you've actually are a really nice guy and you help out a lot of people kind of validate, substantiate themselves. It'd be awesome if you gave it one more chance. I, and coach, if you are hearing this, um, it would be nice if if you shared your platform with the coach. Thank you very much, Grant. Uh, for sure. I've, I've actually <clears throat> shared my platform with the coach before and he called me for advice and I talked to him for about an hour about how to start his own YouTube channel. I thought he was about to do that. Coach, where you been? What about that conversation we had about you starting your YouTube channel? What happened? Uh, will Bosa ever be a team captain? If not, why? Um, I don't know. Maybe he needs to start showing up to OTAs and minicamp. I don't know. There might be that. Like he does, He's not there half the year, which is cool. But like he's kind of like Han Solo out here. You know what I'm saying? Eugene, what's up? Hey, Grant. Okay, so I just want to ask this immediately because I forgot to ask it last time I was on here. So there's a lot of things about trades and accuracy, but no one is talking about how many balls our wide receivers are dropping. You saw why, it again last night. It's a big deal. It's weird. It just feels like um, really poor fundamentals. Like the one with Tanner Hudson last night, he like just turned up field before securing the catch. It feels like a lack of fundamental. And again, with the Niners, their defensive side of the of the team is great from the position coaches to the coordinators. But on the offensive side, it's like Kyle and a bunch of guys who are in and out. And their their offense has been kind of dicey for years. This is a bad look, these drops. What's going on? Yeah, I, I really question that. And another thing is we're looking for a backup quarterback, but why didn't we just keep Nick Mullins? He costs the same as Nate Sudfield but he's not nearly as good. Like he's what, two inches taller maybe, but like, what, what, what's the difference? Yeah. Why'd they get rid of Nick Mullins to bring in Nate Sudfeld? Who's worse. Uh, I think they, the locker room turned on Nick Mullins uh, and blamed him for 2020. So I think that was that he had to leave. I think he lost the, uh, the locker room, which is unfair because it's like, what about Mike McGlinchey? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, uh, what about uh, our offensive line? Is Do you think this offensive line problem is ever going to get solved? Because it's been a problem for, like, what, like 10, 10 years? I, I don't know, yeah. man. I, I don't know. It looks like uh, Spencer Burford's a player. Maybe Jason Poe's a player. We'll see about Brendel and McGlinchey. Center and right tackle are interesting. We'll see. And Banks. Yeah. yeah, I'm really stuck right on now? Spencer Burford. Where are you right now? Oh, I'm in my backyard. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little overcast right now, so I'm sure. just showing outside, doing a little bit of yard work, trying to get on. Sounds good. Yeah, that's yeah. Support. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. All right. Take care, Grant. Right, have a good one, Eugene. Later. Thank you. Doing a little yard work. Brian Culp, what's up? Hey, how you doing today? Nice shirt. Nice hat. Doing good. Uh, yeah, I seen you had your jacket on, so I had to get my gold there. jacket on. I like it. Yep. Well, um, how'd you think of Robbie out there? Robbie Gold? That's the man. Looking great. Looking great. I, great as ever. 
you know, if special teams don't make an impact on the game, it really does affect you. And, you know, he went out there and he had six points before the half. And if we yeah. didn't get the points, I know it's preseason. Preseason doesn't matter, but it sure does make you feel better when you win. You know, even if it doesn't matter, you know, winning winning matters. It makes everybody, you know, want to wear a jacket, buy a hat, you know, go out there. But, um, yeah, I agree, too, with the other callers. You know, shout out Gammon Brown. He's very intelligent. The coach, very intelligent. It's uh, people like that who call in that I get to listen to and I get a little bit more of you know, knowledge. And that, that makes me excited because it gives me other thoughts and something else to research. There's all kinds of articles out there. There's all kinds of videos you can watch, but when you get other people's opinions, that's where, you know, I have fun because I get to listen to those people and, you know, correspond with those people. It's, it's really fun. We got some really intelligent fans and then we have fans that are just like go Niners and that's all they can say. Well, you know, you gotta love them too, because, you know, you gotta love them because, you know, again, it's about the Niners. So, but yeah, yeah. I agree. And I wanted to just touch on too, if um, they did decide to keep Jimmy as a backup, I think that'd be pretty awesome because we can get him his third Super Bowl ring as a backup. And I, I think that matters. I really do. He is. I think he's uh, an elite backup quarterback, you know? Um, and, you know, to touch on that, if Trey is really truly bothered with Jimmy being in the locker room or on the field, he's not ready. I don't think Joe really was bothered with Steve. I think Joe just didn't want Steve taking his job. He's like, I'm better than that guy. You know, Steve is like, hey, Jimmy getting back in the locker room, though. I I see sort of Jimmy being like in bubble wrap in case Trey Lance gets hurt. I don't think you need. I mean, he doesn't want to be here. I I, I don't see him like actually practicing at any point. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to be practicing with them. I I think they're going to be moving off from him. But just, you know, if they were to keep him. I think he might be onto something like that too. He might not be listed necessarily as the starting, the um, second string quarterback. He might not even be in the same room with them. Um, it's just, it's just really, really weird. And this is one of the most entertaining, I think, stories of the off season for like maybe the last two, three years. Is are we getting rid of Jimmy since his ACL injury? Um, they probably should have gotten rid of him. And he's still on the team is it going to be august 30th september 11th you know he's still on the team so for jed york to come out i've said this before on other platforms jed loves jimmy the york family loves jimmy and it's got to be the only reason he's still here because i know if it was kyle's choice he's probably gone i think even john at this point would rather just dust his hands and for them just to keep holding him because they're afraid seattle's going to get him or now cleveland's going to get him both teams are just going to wait at this point until he's cut. So I don't know. Once again, thanks for having me on everybody, you know, find your jacket, wear them proudly today. We beat the Vikings and uh, Robbie gold. Uh, he's still good as gold. And uh, this is going to be a special year for us, Grant. Hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, of course. you guys have a great day. See you, Brian. All right. Cy, how you doing? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Nice shirt. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, there's one thing, I mean, first of all, I want to start off with like, I found it really fascinating your talk yesterday about how the Minnesota school received uh, Trey Lance. I mean, normally when you have home, homecoming, you have a superstar amidst you like this. He's a superstar already and then he comes back, yeah. then you receive him. But this one was fascinating that people didn't even know that there was a superstar amidst them, right? And exactly. like, wow, like... <laughs> Look I at you was, now. It hasn't even yeah. been that long. And all of a sudden, you're this you're I, the quarterback of the other team that's coming in. I actually heard uh, a local reporter ask Kyle Shanahan, 
I, I know you don't want to play him in the game, but we really want to see him. W would you consider changing your mind just so he's like, <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I thought that was fascinating because like, you didn't even realize, like, I mean, hey, like, I mean, we didn't realize when he existed. So that was that was interesting. Uh, one, the other thing you were talking about, the drops, and here's what I was thinking that I want to see. What I feel is, I think this team, they emphasize the yards after catch so much. I mean, there's almost like a craze, like every every new receiver that comes in, I feel that they're under a lot of pressure that, hey, I need to get the yards after catch. And that means that you're, that's always there in your mind and you're not focusing enough to catch the ball first, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's one of the reasons why they're having so many drops, like because they focus, they emphasize yards after catch. Right. They, they talk about yeah. there's three phases to being a receiver before the catch, at the catch, after the catch. There's yeah. so much emphasis on after the catch that they're not focusing on the catch. You got to catch the ball before you can run. Exactly. Isn't that what John Madden taught us when we were kids? You got to yeah. catch the ball before you can look at You got to catch the ball first. Correct. You can't yeah. run before you catch the ball. That's what Madden said, I thought. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So I, I yeah. feel that maybe they got to put more emphasis on catching the ball first before you run, because otherwise, I mean, there's this team is so much built on yards after the catch that maybe that's one of the issues. Um, and the other one, similarly with, with the running backs, like what I feel is, again, the Niners are still trying to find, I mean, it feels like they've not got that ideal running back yet. And until then, they're going to keep taking swings at these third round picks to see who fits, because they're looking for this combination of, this guy needs to be like have the body to take all the hits. This guy needs to be very physical. He needs to have the contact, and at the same time, he needs to have the speed to do the outside zone. Yeah, and he, needs like a, he has to be a, a route runner too. Like he has to be everything. He yeah. has to be Dane Tomlinson. Okay, well that's exactly. the first round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like that's what they are looking for, and they're still not <laughs> got it because. Uh, maybe it's Jordan Mason is that guy. Like, I mean, he's big and he feels uh, it's good. I mean, they had Elijah Mitchell, but he didn't have the body to take all the hits. And they drafted Sermon, like, who's not fast enough or, like, has the vision. They tried again with Ty Davis Price. Again, it's it's to be uh, seen. I, I just feel that they're going to keep taking the swings uh, till they find the, yeah. the right guy. Which is a mistake because, to me, the whole reason not to draft running backs early is they get hurt. Yeah. No matter where you get them, first round, seventh round, they get hurt. And so Correct. if you can get ones who are good enough later in the draft, great. Just keep doing that every year because your third round pick, even if he's good, is probably going to get hurt. Not yeah, hard. probably. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. what I think they're looking for the talent there. And and the same, I feel it's similar with even the offensive line, right? Like they are looking for this ideal mix of athletic and power. I think they went with Aaron Banks because he had the body, like the right. physical thing, like, but again, he doesn't, it feels like he's still not there yet. And, and it looks like they hit something with Burford. So maybe yeah. that's the, uh, so I think when it comes to offensive line and running back, I feel that they're just going to keep taking these swings and misses till they hit, uh, um, something in the second or third round. Uh, that's what the Niners have some really strange picks <clears throat> yeah. on days one and two, especially day two. When they get to day three, all of a sudden they lock in. And I don't know what it is, but they know exactly what they're looking for in day three. But day Correct. two, they are really all over the place. Correct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, all right, Grant. Yeah, nice catching up. All I'm right. glad I can get back on again. Yeah. You're a Sunday guy, guys. right? You're more of a Sunday yeah, component. I'm more of a, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm more of a right. Sunday guy. And th though right now, with uh, since we are out of COVID, I mean, there's still a lot of activities with kids and stuff. Like, so anytime I can get on, like, I'm just glad uh, 
that I can catch up with you on. But otherwise, I do follow. I mean, follow uh, everything that you put on there. So people. Well, I always that. appreciate your insights. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Me. Thank right, you. Si. Take, Take care. care. Uh, Timothy says, how much will Trey play against the Texans win or lose? I think Mr. Irrelevant is way more fun to watch than number seven. Can he win QB two? It's a good question. I mean, usually it would be in the third preseason game. The starters would play the first half and the coaches would game plan and they would, it was a dress rehearsal. I don't know if they're going to do that. They don't have a full week to prepare. It's a short week. It's, I don't know exact, probably a couple of series. I guess we'll find out from Kyle this week. Um, I missed the dress rehearsal. It was fun. August 21, 1030 a.m., wide receivers dropping passes. Human race win says. Dylan Young says, Grant, in your opinion, what's the most promising aspect of Trey Lance in 2022, 2023? What's the most concerning about him? Um, the most promising thing about him this year is that he's super smart, super athletic, and he's been here for a year. The most concerning thing about him is his accuracy, straight up. So I think we all know that. I Daly says, why is it that our quarterbacks don't throw the ball away? I've never seen us throw the ball away and call a play dead early. Well, I don't know. Jimmy, I didn't think knew you were allowed to do that. Maybe we'll see that from Trey. Rohan, what's up? Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm solid. I'm solid. Enjoying the game. Uh, you weren't there yesterday. I saw. No, me. I uh, went home after the practices, which oh. I felt was a veteran move, considering none of the starters, except for Javon. I, it would have been nice to, to meet Javon Kinlaw in the uh, locker room, but in the future. Yeah. Uh, because you were at practice, that leads kind of into my question. Trey Sermon injured his ankle on Thursday, I think. Obviously, it seemed to linger yesterday because he was slower than in general yeah. yesterday. Obviously, not a great game. Five five carries or eight yards, five carries. Not great, right? Mm -hmm. But before that, he looked like he was, or at least reports were saying he was that RB1 taking most of the first team carries. How was he looking in those practices? Because to me, that's a little more important than last night. Uh, I thought he looked better in the practices. He caught more passes in the practices. Uh, he seems like a good receiver for, for a big running back. It's just that in these practices, there's no tackling. There's no contact. And it's hard to judge that part of the running back's game. Um, so when he has been in these two preseason games, he just has seemed hesitant. And his yards per carry is what it is against backups. I don't think they're going to cut him. But there's a lot of pressure on him when everyone else is playing well. Jordan Mason, even Ty Davis Price has looked better than Trey Sermon. So yeah. they they could do something tricky, right? If he's hurt, they could sit him on pup for a few. I don't know. Uh, they can set him on IR year. and then they, yeah, bring one something like that. Yeah. But bring him back mid year because clearly they want as many bodies at running back as possible because they get hurt. But right now, it's not looking great for him. I mean, it doesn't look like he's winning a, a role right now. Yeah, he's got time. He's got time. I don't know. Because he did look solid during training camp. There were certain days where he looked better than others and where he wasn't looking indecisive. And then that yeah. kind of led to him getting top carries with Jeff Wilson Jr. and Elijah Mitchell, of course. And now yeah. he's, getting, he's getting the brunt of the load, um, unfortunately. I mean, you, you don't know, right? Maybe it's the injury. Maybe it's he's hesitant because of the injury yesterday. You don't really know what happened yesterday, but not a great performance overall. I thought – Surprisingly, I thought the other performance in the preseason was better because some of the reads were better. It just right. holds didn't open up last week. The way it happened with Trey Sermon last year was he was the number two back in camp. It was Mostert one, him two. Throughout. He got a ton of reps with the first string offense, and then he just didn't impress the coaches and didn't get a role in the offense. So where he is in these practices and how many reps he's getting, I don't know. 
I mean, they're giving him an opportunity to prove himself, but I don't think he's really secured anything yet. He has to do something, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I agree. Especially because and you got they like Jeff Wilson. They like Elijah Mitchell. I mean, they have guys that they necessarily trust. He has to earn that. Speaking of Jeff Wilson, do you envision that he gets cut? I saw your tweet. Yeah. Because he didn't play. I saw your tweet. You're thinking he they might trade him. Well, I might trade him. They might hold him out just as a precaution. Just in that because you know what you have in Jeff Wilson Jr. as opposed to you might not know what you have in Trey Sermon or TDP or Jordan Mason for that fact. So I, I thought, you know, you might you might hold him out as a precaution, something like that. Possible. I, I think it's pretty clear that the Niner Kyle wants the identity of this offense to be violent. And he doesn't want the, the, the fast scat backs anymore. He wants guys that run like Elijah Mitchell. And that's Tidips Price. That's Jordan Mason. That's Jeff Wilson Jr. I don't know if it's Trey Sermon. He has to prove that. But he's they've got four running backs that I think fit the profile of the, of the identity of the offense right now. And I think Jeff Wilson, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. I feel like his explosion and whatever the Jeff Wilson-ness of Jeff Wilson is back. And I know he runs upright and he gets hurt a lot and he probably won't last that long. But while he's healthy, I like him on my on the team. My team. Okay. The team. Okay. Yeah. That, I'm a that's Jeff Wilson fan. But now I'm a Jordan Mason fan. What do you think of Jordan Mason? Now that's where it is. I think Jeff yeah. Wilson's a good player. I think yeah. he had a better training camp over the second half of training camp, but Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jordan Mason are very similar players, in my opinion. I thought that that was yeah. why back in what May or whenever uh, I first talked about him, that's why I thought Mason would eventually eclipse Wilson Jr. and become that fourth running back on the depth chart because he runs violently. He already he, – he, at least in Georgia Tech, it seemed like it was more pro-style because they ran a lot more outside zone. So he has a better understanding of the system than most rookie running backs. And then as yeah. well, he's a good receiver. The 49ers have lined him up out wide. The 49ers have lined him up out of the backfield. And I feel like he's a pretty solid receiver. He's got one of the more surefire hands on the team, which has been an issue because we've seen running backs consistently drop the ball, be it in practice or be it in the game. So I like Jeff, or sorry, Jordan Mason. More so also because he's in, he's not indecisive. He just runs. He doesn't care. If it's a two, three-yard gain, that's fine. But he just runs and, you know, continues on like that. I think he's really a good fit in the outside zone. He's got the great one-cut ability. He's decisive. He can get to the edge. He can cut it back. He is so strong. And he's 223 yeah. pounds, and he looks like he's got no body fat. He looks really tough to – I think he's going to be really good, man. I think he could be – their leading rusher this year. I know it's a crazy thing to say, but the okay. thing is, Elijah Mitchell, he's going to get the the start. He's going to be the guy, but he's in and out. As Kyle says, he's like a 205 pound running back who runs like he's 235. You got to love that about him, but it takes a toll. And if he goes out, you know, we already faced his first injury. He's got a hamstring right now. Yeah, exactly. The door is wide and open. Trey Sermon is leaving it open. Yeah. And the one yeah. thing that could happen last week, close or last year, close practices. You know how Mitchell was doing well in preseason. Then the yep. close practices, those 17 close practices, guess who jumped up the mid, uh, the depth chart? Mm. Everyone thought Trey Sermon was going to be the two because that's how it was that's in true. preseason. But that's no, true. Elijah Mitchell jumped up. And I think Jordan Mason's going to be at least given the chance to do something similar. I think he's only shown good things. And I think, again, that's yeah. exactly the kind of running back they want. And so who cares if it's not your third-round pick? You got him. That guy could do good things for them this year. I mean – if you have to worry about him while you're also trying to stop all those other players in the offense, that seems tough. Anyway, Rohan, good to see you. Hey, when are you going good to college? When when does uh, school start? Got a week. Right before uh, – yeah, right the day after Saturday. I just want to say that the first month of college is the best, best month of your life. Don't go crazy, but enjoy it, and don't yeah. get arrested.
All right. Thank you. Take care, Rohan. I don't think you will, though. <laughs> Only you would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Peace. I did not get arrested my first month of college. Uh, Lawless Light. What's up? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Chilling, chilling. Hey, um, I'm really liking our cornerback depth. Like, I love the way Lenore played. That's fair. Because I was wondering about it. And so Lenore stepped up last night. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was extremely good to see. Very concerned about the offensive line. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. But my my biggest issue, like if you talk about what I'm most excited about when I'm least, dude, Trey Sermon looks garbage to me. Like he looks really timid. And I'm like, like, why are we wasting these picks on people that are not even like surpassing the people that we already have? <laughs> Let's stick with Trey Sermon. You say he looks timid. Yeah, I don't see how he's going to change that. And look at what all the other running backs look. Look at how hard Ty Davis Price runs and Jordan May and Jeff Wilson. I don't see Trey Sermon changing that about. He's a finesse running yeah, no, back, and that's not what they want. You can't he's change. Slow. That's like that's what I'm looking at. It's not like I'm yeah. like you know. I, I, I wish the guy does well, just personally, you know. But I'm like, you could just see it in his feet. Like I look at his feet when he runs, and I'm just like, yeah. this guy is always trying to dance around. Like that's yeah. not really what we like to draft. I mean, but. Besides to me, that, that's exactly was the, the, the exact same issue with Carlos Hyde. They brought him in, and they thought, man, this guy's going to run so hard. And here he is, like, bouncing on the outside, bouncing on the outside. It's like, Carlos, yeah. you're 235 pounds. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Like, yeah. That's how I felt with um, TDP when, yeah. on that first where he where he tried to take it outside. But you could see the coach coached him up. Yeah. And, and then he was like, nope, all right, I'm just going straight ahead. Just going straight ahead the rest of the game. I don't even care how it looks. That one run he had when he stiff armed the guy and then made the other guy miss and then trucked the last one. That was a nice, that was good. That was I love good. that. I love that. You could tell they coached him up for that one. Yeah. My um, I'm really concerned about two, though. The our wide receiver three. Like there's really no clear cut wide receiver three at all. <laughs> there's like guys who can sort of play here and there, like Danny Gray and and Ray Ray uh McLeod. Don't know what's going on with Jawan Jennings. I'm like, bro, catch the ball. <laughs> like Edward Scissorhands out there, man. Catch the ball. Because honestly, that's all you bring to the team. You're you're not fast. You're not a, a threat after the catch. You're a blocker, and you catch the ball. You're like a tight end. Catch the ball. So tell me you didn't get this feeling, too. So I'm watching um, Nate Sudfeld, and I'm like, wow, this is like the most methodical Jimmy G led offense i don't I, I hope trey lance does not get injured because i do not want to watch that offense with nate sunfeld if that's I what they're going to take down it was like complete three yard pass complete <laughs> oh my god like wow it was so boring yeah so like, boring. please yeah. so it just made you really it made me really appreciate what we have with trey lance now yeah because i'm like dude it's such a different offense i think people really underestimate what we had to watch with jimmy like three yard pass four yard pass five yard pass this is like it's just so boring. But yeah, um, what I'm most excited about though, I see our defense is really legit. I'm like really excited about that. Like I said, the cornerback depth is good. Even our, our linebacker depth is good. Um, but the D line that DeForest Buck, uh, not DeForest Buck, um, what's his name? Um Kinlaw? Javon, yeah, Kinlaw. That rush that Kinlaw did, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that guy's a beast. So yeah. if you can get that out of Kinlaw. I think we literally probably had the best, one of the best defensive lines in the game. So. It was interesting to learn that he weighs 292 pounds. I didn't know that. They had him listed at 320. That seems like a good thing because, to me, the uh, the vision for him as a successful NFL player is Eric Armstead. He could be the next Eric Armstead who has made a lot of money and is a borderline pro ball player. 
Um, you just got to play like him. You yeah. Got, Armstead's 290. You know, he's not a big guy. He's lean. He, he keeps his pads low, and he just forklifts people. Javon can do no. that. And then he's probably like 3% body fat, which is insane. Like, yep. I, I just... <laughs> yep. Well, how yep. do you feel about – my last question. Well, how do you feel about George Odom? Like, if Jimmy – because you know Jimmy Ward's been actually really healthy. Um, I'm hoping he comes back as soon as he can. But are we really going to have to run with George Odom if we really have to? Like, is that going to be – I think he's probably um... – I think he's probably a decent replacement for Ward for one game because what I saw is he seems to be making plays in coverage. He picked off the pass in the game. He had an interception in practice as well. I did see he tried to make a, a tackle in the box on a running back and got just thrown off. He looked <laughs> like a little bit like a, a, a corner. So um, right. I don't think he's a strong safety, but as a free safety, he might be able to fill in for one game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And I think what was my last question? Oh, it was, huh? <laughs> well, all right, Grant. It was good talking to you, man. All right, man. Everyone's liking your uh, your jacket. Just want to let you know if you hadn't Oh, seen appreciate it, man. Good job. All right, man. Yep. All right, Jaden. What's oh, up? What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I haven't been on because I started work a while ago, so. Okay. Been, yeah. Uh, nice. So I got an interesting topic that I think might be i don't know do you think it's a new kyle shanahan kyle shanahan era because in my opinion i do because because of the quarterback no uh well yes but a few other things okay um okay so <clears throat> last or i don't know what last year uh brandon Ayuk was in the doghouse right mm -hmm. he didn't even really say anything right uh I don't remember what happened. I don't really remember the scenario, but I don't think that it was whatever uh, Brandon Ayuk did was that big of a deal. And Kyle Shanahan got pretty upset about it. This year, uh, Brandon goes in the interview and says that the Vikings practice was a waste of time in his opinion. Kyle Shanahan doesn't get upset about it at all. As a wide receiver, in your past and now a head coach wouldn't that at least grind your gears just a bit but no well, we don't know how side. kyle feels i mean we'll see uh it could be he could have had a private conversation with brandon Ayuk. uh we'll see how kyle shanahan calls plays you know i mean basically the um the doghouse is unspoken it's just you find out you're in the doghouse when you are on the field not getting plays called for you and you're running clear out routes you sort of figure it out that's all i'm for saying sure yeah, for sure. so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do that to Ayuk because he needs Ayuk this year. And Ayuk's better than he was last year. But at the same time, if Ayuk's – there's the thing about Ayuk. Last year, he did a lot of, like, stomping his feet and throwing up his hands and showing up Jimmy Garoppolo. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah. well, Jimmy's wrong. He should throw to Ayuk. Okay, fair enough. What about when he's doing it this year to Trey? He did mm -hmm. it in practice in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. There was, I mean, there's there's a clip of it. Trey Lance throws deep to Debo. Ayuk's open underneath on a crossing route and throws up his hands. Mm, okay, that's Dude, not a good I look. mean, what if you're third on this team in targets? What if Kittle and, and Debo get the ball more than you? Is that a problem? Because mm -hmm. he can't be. You can't be that kind of a player on this yeah, team. And, and like you said, they're they're already established Pro Bowlers. Yeah. Like they're established players. You gotta you gotta go take it from them. You can't just yeah, expect exactly. it because you're you know it's your turn. It's not your yeah. turn. Take it. Yeah. Like you said, because I'm a first round pick, and yeah. I should. Yeah, no. Um. Because he then, needs to get paid now too. Okay, well, 
play better. Yeah. Earn he, it. He, he doesn't need to get paid now. He can wait. Right. It's true. He's not going to get extended next year. It's going to be like Bosa after no. year four. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and then the second thing that you guys kind of already brought up, the different type of running backs that Kyle Shanahan uses. Um, like you guys said, he, he used to use scat backs and mm-hmm. fast players like Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert. Now he got Elijah Mitchell, right. uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., TDP. Uh, His skill position players used to be so different. He had Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, Matt mm-hmm. Breida. It's like now you have to be the most violent player on, you know, you have to hit like a defensive player to play offense for the 49ers, which is interesting. Is, is Danny Gray similar to Marquise Goodwin? Yes. He's okay. extremely similar to Marquise Goodwin, yes. Um, I, the, so I was listening to the game on the radio, and they were describing one of Danny Gray's patches. Uh, did he, they said – or they made it seem like he caught it from behind him. Like he didn't turn around. He, he caught it from his back. I don't remember and, that catch. For some reason, I'm like forgetting the catches he had in this game. Danny Gray, I, I don't remember it. I'm tripping. They, they made what it seem it? like he caught it, know. like he reached behind his back, caught it, and held it to his back, and then fell. That's, that's how they described it. I don't and remember. It, if that's how he did he drop one it, though. Yes, he did. But I feel like if he caught that t- kind of ball, that's a that's a pretty good hands ball. Yeah, um, I think he's shown it, that it, he can make tough catches. He could also For drop sure. him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he, I feel like he's definitely going to have two drops a game, three drops a game. And he's probably going to get. I don't know how many car- targets yeah. he's going to get early on. Yeah. He might just get one a game, you know, the deep shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He's, he's a question mark. For we'll sure. See. Yeah. He, he's shown more than tight of his price so far. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, of course, Trey Lance. He's the, he's the major difference in in the whole offense yeah uh, absolutely. I, I don't know if he he, he kind of reminds me of josh allen for sure i don't know if he's going to be the next josh allen but i want him to be yeah i think yeah. so he might be man <laughs> jay nice uh nice bosa jersey good oh thank and you nice man. backdrop too yeah oh thank you i appreciate it all right man have a good a good sunday all right you too man peace got a celebrity we got to say, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a celebrity, but I nice appreciate cut. that. Nice, nice, nice cut. Looking good. Finally, I got a haircut. I got a haircut. So Just now hope. I finally got a cut. But all right. I want to talk about Trey Lance and his accuracy and his completion percentage. Because that okay. was this thing that a lot of people, some Niners fans weren't too worried about it. Some Niners fans were worried about it. But here's the way that I looked at his whole training camp overall, especially looking at his completion percentage in specific. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance's completion percentage last training camp, Jimmy Garoppolo completed around 62% of his passes last year in 11 and 11s in training camp, and then Trey Lance completed 61%. So not really that much of a difference, but the huge difference is Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight interceptions while Trey Lance threw three interceptions. Mm-hmm. But what happened this year? Fast forward this year. Trey Lance threw way more than three interceptions. There would be some days where Trey Lance would go four for 14, Right. And there were some days where Trey Lance would go 11 for 16 or he would have really good days. And in Minnesota, he had an 11 for 16 day practice. But the way that I look at the completion percentage, especially the difference between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, is that this year, Trey Lance, instead of playing a conservative style of football last year like he did in training camp where right. 
if the if yep. the pocket was collapsing or something like that, trying to hit his running back or trying to play like a Jimmy Jimmy G style of offense, right? Yeah. Where if the pocket is collapsing, Jimmy usually takes a sack in a game, but oh, okay, I'm looking for my check down or I'm looking for my running back. Whereas Trey Lance, especially in this training camp, if the pocket is collapsing, he's rolling to his right. He's rolling right. to his left. He's right. trying to find Brandon Ayuk. If he sees Brandon Ayuk or Debo 20 yards down the field, he's willing to take that throw. That's right. So the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo is that Jimmy Garoppolo in training camp and in practices, he plays more of a conservative style of football. Not right. saying that he doesn't make mistakes. But he's not he extending plays. But he's, he's not, not going off plays. Yep, he's, he's not, not trying to push the ball down the field. Yep, he's not. He's not. The ball's coming out in two seconds, and it's either yep. going ten yards down the field or to the yep. running back in the flat. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, he's yeah. not willing to take those risks. Whereas no. Trey Lance, especially doesn't even in this practice training, taking them, doesn't even practice taking them. Yeah, and he and he obviously doesn't do it in the games. But no. where Trey Lance, Trey Lance has taken those risks, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's been throwing interceptions. He hasn't been having a great training camp." And obviously, there would be some days where Trey Lance would struggle. Now you have to look at the context behind that. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. like I said, Trey Lance obviously takes more deep shots. He takes more risks. He mm -hmm. tries to extend plays. But the difference is that the offensive line didn't have the pads on for majority of the practices. So whereas the offensive line would go up against Nick Bosa, mm -hmm. if you don't have pads on, it's hard to cover. It's hard to block your defender. And obviously, also, Debo was gone for the first week. Debo was gone for the first couple of days. And obviously, we all can agree that the Niners defensive line has way more depth and is way more talented than the 49ers offensive line. And the 49ers right. offensive line has like two rookies on it now. The and Niners D-line has, has players that are better than the, the Niners backup D-linemen. Some of them are better than the Niners starting offensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and then going back to the completion percentage, even with the interceptions, it's because he takes more risk. He takes more deep shots. He He's not afraid to extend plays. And I was there on day two, and I was watching yeah. it. There would be one time where he was rolling to his right, and he was looking downfield, and he missed it. He missed the pass throwing deep. But at the same time, that's something that Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't try. And right. that's why Jimmy Garoppolo's completion percentage was higher, because that's something that Jimmy Garoppolo just wouldn't try. Also, neither in a game, neither in a practice. Let me tell me if you agree with me on this. The defense has changed. In the past, they played a lot of off coverage. And when Jimmy faces off coverage, he just throws the quick slants and the quick outs all freaking day. That's what he does. This year, they've been playing like nothing but press man coverage. And the whole idea of that is to take away the quick throws, the slants, and the quick outs because you have this great pass rush. Take away the quick throws, make the quarterback hold it, hitch, and actually deal with that pass rush. That's what Trey Lance was facing without Debo for the first week. It's tough. Really yep. tough. I think if Jimmy were here, his completion percentage would have been low too. Yeah, especially with that offensive line. I mean, that offensive line. Like, I'm, I'm, I am not, I'm not too concerned about the offensive line. But at the same time, obviously, you're a little bit worried about the offensive line because there's new starters in the offensive line. There's rookies in the offensive line. Aaron Banks, a second year player in that offensive line. So yeah. obviously, I think Kyle Shanahan will figure it out. And as the season goes on, the offensive line should be fine. But they're obviously is still a little bit worries because there's a lot of unknowns on the offensive line outside of Trent Williams and McGlinchey. But even McGlinchey, you could say, is kind of an unknown because of his because of his injury and how well he'll come back from it. So, right. I mean, we'll see with the season, but that's the biggest difference between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo when it comes to completion percentage because Jimmy Garoppolo plays a more conservative style of football and if the pocket collapses, he's throwing it to his check down or he's throwing, trying to hit the running back or, you know, either he takes the sack, whereas Trey Lance, He's rolling to his right. He's trying to extend the play. He's rolling to his left. Mm -hmm. And we saw the clips on Twitter of Jimmy um, Trey Lance rolling to his right, hitting Ayuk in the end zone. Those are things Trey, Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't even try. 
And the yeah. only thing that I remember when Jimmy Garoppolo even tried to make that throw was in Green Bay when he tried to hit George Kittle and he rolled out to his right and it was a miss. I think it was interception or it was a miss. But that's the biggest difference, I would say, is because Jimmy plays a more conservative style of football, whereas Trey Lance isn't afraid to take those risks, especially in practice so far. He isn't afraid to take those risks. Yeah, I mean, Trey's searching for the big play. Jimmy was avoiding it. The way you get the big play in football most of the time is either off of play action, off of an extended play, or a scramble. And Jimmy didn't do any of that stuff. He just kept throwing, you know, the short passes. And you, sometimes you get long drives, but it's he wasn't good enough to execute like that. Who is, you know, pay, prime Peyton Manning, prime Drew Brees, prime Tom Brady, not that many guys. You need to have a big play element. Trey has it. Jimmy yeah. doesn't. End of story. Great hair. Great call. Appreciate it. You're 14, right? People are trying to. 15. 15, baby. Turn 15. 15. Are you so you are you just started freshman year? Started high school. Yep. That's dope. How do you like it so far? It's all right. It's only I've been only two days in, so I mean it's all right. I hated freshman year. You get there and you like your voice just changed, and there's like 18 year olds with cars. You're like, go go to college. Who needs you on the same campus as me? Didn't like it, but it's okay. It gets better. All right, me. All right, man. Later. Later. Wait, I thought you. I got. I got. I thought you're homeschooled. So you're actually going to like a, a legit high school. I'm now? going to a legit high school now. Yeah. Do you like it? Are you having a good time? So I've only been there for like two days. So I mean, I re- I can't really. I don't. It's like a no comment because it's, I haven't really determined if I like it or not. But right now, it's not. You're gonna bad. love it. You're gonna freaking love it. I'm right. juiced. But I don't. I don't want you to say what, what school you go to on the air. But I want to know yeah. because I know all these schools. Anyway, I will talk. I'll talk to all you. Right. Have a good one. All right, later. Peace. The O line and Trey Sermon looked horrible. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Wasn't good. Grant, talk Drake Jackson. Um, he's super disruptive. I thought he was the reason for the first interception. He got all up in Kelamon's face. Hey, what? Hey, Kelamon doesn't look so good, huh? Not not so good, huh? At least I never said he was going to be good, huh? CJ Gray, you there? <sighs> I almost fell asleep, Grant. Sorry, I almost man. fell asleep. There's a lot of people trying to get in. Um, I first. Yeah, my first thought is, man, the Jimmy thing is is out of control weird. I'm just yeah. – I'm getting worried about that. I mean, I, when Kyle first came out and said, we moving on with Trey, Jimmy and everybody knows that we're moving on with Trey, I'm like, cool. He's about – we about to get rid of him and stuff like that. The Deshaun Watson situation's decision has came, and it's gone. Right. And, and it's clear that Cleveland doesn't need Jimmy. But Jimmy's still here. Mm-hmm. So, CJ, this is why I bet my dad a very nice bottle of wine that Jimmy's going to be on. It just seems like this is the way it's trending. Jed said so. Kyle said so. John said so. There's no trade market for this guy. And there's no backup quarterback if they just cut Jimmy Garoppolo. It ain't Nate. Yeah. CJ. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. We kind of got cut out there a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, but I think what you were saying is you bet a bottle of wine to your dad that he was going to still be stuck here and we still – This is why I felt so confident all offseason that he was going to be on this team when everyone said it's impossible, it's impossible, it'd be insane. Well, they passed up the opportunity to get a legit backup quarterback. They could have had Tyrod Taylor not here. And they're installing the freaking option on this team. 
Trey's going to be taking hits. They're using him like a college quarterback. He could miss a game or two. They know that. They're not protecting. I mean, they're installing the, they're installing the option. They need a backup quarterback. I don't know, man. I think he's going to be the backup quarterback this year. I don't think he wants to be. But who cares? Like, whether he goes to meetings or I don't want him to be. Or not, what's the difference? It's not like he's dedicated when he is locked in. Sorry. Allegedly. I just want him off the team, Grant. I don't care what is. I don't. I just want him gone. I, I just. I'm sick of talking about him. I'm sick of arguing with people about him. I'm sick of making the comparisons. I'm just. I just want him gone, Grant. I just. <laughs> what if Trey Lance gets off, to, gets off to a really st good, strong start, gets injured, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, wins? What if the, what do the Niners do? You know what I'm saying? That could happen this year. What if Trey Lance is playing really well, but the Niners aren't winning? Jimmy comes in, doesn't play well, wins. What happens? You know what I'm saying? I can't wait. It's going to be great. We got to get rid of this guy, Grant. We, we do. I, I just hope in the next, before the season starts, he's gone. And, and then it's like, no matter what happens moving forward, it is a tragedy because we have all this money on this books that was not spent on players that can help us win this year. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. where's our center? Like, Where's our That's actual again, another reason why I think they're keeping Jimmy. Because if they cut Jimmy at this point, it's too late to use that money on players that actually help the team. The, the free agents who are available are not difference makers. They could say that actually the best use of this money is to just have a good backup quarterback. That's what they're going to say. I'm going to win the bet. I feel really strong about it. And I'm going to be sick. And I'm going to be <laughs> sick. sick. CJ, I got to take a couple more calls, man. Thanks for calling in. Later, man. Peace. All right. Josh Wyatt. You How you doing, my man? Make it count. Go. Okay, so, so I got four minutes, and you know, last week I talked about Kyle Shanahan always telling the truth. Yeah. So he flat out said, "We're not cutting a quarterback that good." He, he said, said it "We're not." Times. He said it multiple times. We're not right. He could have said, he could have said, like when when he was advertising Jimmy Garoppolo, he was said, "Yeah, he, he can throw real far." He didn't say he's got a good deep ball. He didn't say, <laughs> you know, he also didn't say uh, there was anything off limits in the playbook. He said there was nothing off limits in the playbook. What what he meant was not that he could hit it. He said, I was still calling it. I was still calling it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so Kyle Shanahan is not comfortable lying, flat out lying. So when you said that. Neither am I. You shouldn't be. Who is, you should not be comfortable right. flat out lying, especially in public on the record. Right. Not so. Good. Yeah. So when he says we're not doing it, I think he might be right, Grant. I think That's he might why be I right. I made the bet in the first place when everyone said I was crazy. I'm like, I don't think no. he's just gonna lie on the record and then at one point be like, so I was lying. Sorry. You know, he, he's not a bad deal as a quarterback for eight million or nine million, even twelve million if you're desperate. Right. If they could reduce his salary by half and he was willing to take that kind of a cut to stay on for that role. I don't think he would. The problem, the problem is, is that they've got depth position problems all up and down this roster, yeah. right? Yeah. They spent three first rounders and a third, plus they traded up to get another third, plus they traded up to get another third. That's eight draft picks and $27 million that they currently have devoted to two running backs that aren't going to be it and two quarterbacks that are still on the roster. Right, and so, so that's where why you have issues at center and right tackle, like you, because there's, you have there's no resources. Yeah, there's no depth at safety. 
there's no depth at corner. They're going with a fifth-round rookie trying to convince us that he's the truth. I hope he is. I really do. He hasn't faced anyone good yet. He hasn't faced anyone right. good yet. Yeah. But that's the kind of guy who's a great depth piece in 2019. Oh, wow. We have this guy off the bench who's pretty good, right? Yeah. He's not your starter. He's not supposed to be. Hufunga is supposed to be a great depth piece. Oh, we got him in the fifth round. He, right. You know, he can step in and start. He's good on special teams. He's not supposed to be the starter. Buford? I mean, come on. I, and I love I love Poe as a three-year project, but if that's the answer at guard, if Ben can't do it. Rookies to start in a team that's, supposed to, that's supposedly a Super Bowl contender? What? What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Not to mention Aaron and Banks. Is, and, and this is what I've been talking about. Since since like day one of, of training camp is that, you know, it sure does feel like they're not trying real hard to make sure that Trey Lance has all the support that he needs this year. I agree. I agree. And they're saying they want the team to be as good as possible. So that 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 includes having a $27 million backup quarterback. That's hard to sell. That's hard to sell. Okay. And the last thing I want to get into is the most important position on this team is tight end. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Most important, and they didn't add to that position. They never do. And, and they, they have the most spent a draft pick higher than a fifth round pick on that position ever since. And it's, the, and it's the most important position for their outside zone read, yeah. right? It's yeah. the most important. It's the point of attack at their run game. It's the point of attack. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and they, so like what they want to do, what they need to do is play Kittle less at this part of his career because he's physical he gets old, he's getting older it's injured they played him too much he plays like 98 percent of the snaps but he has to he can't he can't miss he a snap to. this year he's not right. that he can't miss it's not that he can't miss a game this year he can't miss a snap this that's year gonna, that's gonna lead him to missing games josh you had four minutes you killed it i like you in a good one man good stuff man good stuff later real quick uh professor lawless says the niners broke my brain it's 821 and jimmy garoppolo is still on the team i no longer understand football can't wait to hear what your dad has to say. LOL, Iggy, it's ridiculous. He's going to say it's insane, and I respect that. Through Million Sports Report. What's up, Brother Grant? How you doing? How you doing? Good, 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 good. I'm going to keep this quick. Um, okay. God bless you. Uh, love everything you do. I love how you keep, keep it straight. And um, so that Texans, we played the Texans, right? We have okay. a kid named uh, Bryce Perkins. Sure. Amazing. Looks like the future. Hurling guys. I don't know. If, if you ever get a chance, I'll send you some video. On Twitter, okay. amazing guy. Guess what? That's the same. They were playing their starters a lot of the game. Um, and a lot of the Niner fans were stoked that Trey Lance last year moved the ball against these sec- these mighty Texans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so was our backups. <laughs> so that doesn't mean anything. So we'll see if Trey Lance works out. He's still struggling on certain days, and it's supposed to be practice, right? So that's where you get it out. Now, if Jimmy Garoppolo's there, you say you win the bet with your dad, right? Yes. Is that is that okay. that's correct? Yeah. So now, if they do, if if they happen to trade him or waive him, which I don't see, because you know, this is the one quarterback that um, Shanahan has had success as a head coach with. Remember that he's never won mm-hmm. with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So remember that. So if they were to get rid of him, the new thing will be it's day da 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 da, and Kyle Shanahan is still under five hundred. <laughs> that's the new saying. But, yeah. Grant, I love the Niners' offensive line. Just keep it exactly the way it is. We will – listen, uh, God bless them. You know, what we're going to do with the the, the the monster Trent Green uh, – Trent uh, Williams is we'll rush outside, make him turn his back towards the inside of the line. Then Wagner, Gaines, and, and Ashawn, 
and AD will just stunt inside and collapse that whole line in Trey's lap. Keep that line just the way it is because one guy doesn't make a whole line. God bless Kyle Shanahan showing his incompetence again. Amazing, amazing. I'm just going to – I would think that if if I were the coach of a team in a division with Aaron Donald, I would really make inter- interior offensive line a priority. I'm just saying. And then I'm just like, nah, it's all right. We'll well, I mean, yeah. forget what I say. I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a raw. Look, I, I got my my. Where am I at? Here we go. I got my my round Super Bowl hat. I'm just, I'm still chilling. You know, we had some tough injuries already. Um, this guy Kyle Shanahan, I love him as an offensive coordinator. But I told you, he reminds me of Mike Martz and North Turner. He's not a head coach in my mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, amazing that you have a young quarter young quarterback and you didn't do anything to secure that old line. Imagine that. That's crazy because the O-line, guess what? You got to be able to block for him so your guy can get the long. We got a guy who can pass long now. Yeah, but we can't get him time. Exactly. Exactly. You need a few seconds. That's the whole thing with Stafford. When Stafford has time to throw long, he's as good as any quarterback in the league. When you put a little pressure on him, he makes questionable decisions. Yeah, and that's that's what happens. Look at at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, we always pick off Tom Brady. Brady. You know, that's what happens. And guess what? If you don't have a good offensive line, you can't run in the third and fourth quarter. What right. are you doing, Kyle right. Shanahan? Right. Now again, we've got every the year they, they add another defense alignment. It's like, yeah, D line's important, but you have the best yeah. line in the league. What the about O-line line and the D? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, sure I the, yeah. the offensive coach is saying, "Hey, Kyle, what about us? What about <laughs> us?" He's like, no, that's cool. I, I'll work it out. I can skip it." <laughs> but but also too, what is their Niners' bread and butter? The running game. They got all these studs in the in the uh, running back room, but no great offensive line. You need the offensive line to run. And sure. now they're doing the, the triple option, op, option wishbone. Yep. They're going back to high school, the Army and Navy. Amazing. Now you're going to give Trey Lance the ball, basically the, the money maker for the Niners. Here you go. And guess what? When he when he fakes it or not, doesn't fake it, guess who Donald Gaines and Aishan Robinson are going to blow up? Leonard Damn. Floyd, even if Damn. you don't have the ball. It's true. Yeah, keep that play for the for the week four. I cannot wait to see how that turns out. I wonder how that would turn out. And also, one last thing, forget about going back and forth and talking smack. Let's all remember the last 10 minutes of the NFC Championship game, how even with the starters in there, Mack and Tomlinson, that O-line was Swiss cheese. Yep. So now picture us now with those guys gone, and you guys not even knowing, you guys only have a, a decent center. Oh, my goodness. So yep. here we go. Well, I cannot wait, Grant. Keep up the good work, my brother. And uh, and give my guy, Javon Kinlaw, a shout-out. Ask him how that sandwich was when Jimmy G made it for him, that that uh, that stream that you had him. And uh, keep up the good work, brother. I appreciate it, man. I love your merch. You're the man, dude. You are the you keep going. And uh, God bless Trey Lance. He's a great kid. He's very coachable. A lot of potential, but it's hard to put all that on a young, inexperienced quarterback's back. He's learning to be a pro. We will see what happens. God bless you, man. Take care. Have a great weekend, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good one. That was a great call. King Geo says, get this fake training. Danny Trejo out of here. Nah, man. He's a friend of the show. Gotta love them. I gotta go, guys. Went over time. Sorry I couldn't get everyone on, but I'll do this again very soon. The Niners are in Houston. We got stuff to talk about. I'll do another cone phone before they have the game. See you guys.